I was born for his service He filled me with purpose Take your time while you worship him I'm unplugged from the matrix Believe without seeing I'm plugged into the faith trick The Daily Perspective Welcome to another episode of uh, the Daily Perspective podcast. I almost forgot what this was called. <laughs> That's how you know it's late today. <laughs> um, so I'm your host, Mr. Daly, and as usual, I have my co-host with me, Dr. Terence uh, Johnson. <laughs> uh, and to, to, today is going to be a good one because uh, we've been going back and forth over WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I gave I gave Terence a hard time on his uh, on his <laughs> live stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I know I know Terence has been looking forward to this one because uh, this is his opportunity to uh, get back at me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it, it's all it's all good fun. It's yeah, all. Yeah. Um, definitely definitely encouraging and uh, we challenge each other to ask ourselves those difficult questions and mm. to to be real in um, everything that we say right. and what we bring to you uh, so this this podcast this episode is um, going to be looking at something that we all deal with um, mm-hmm. and when I was coming up with the topic I guess the title in my mind, was why does everything why do I always want those things that look so that are so bad for me mm-hmm. why can't I resist um, and I'm going to be a bit more succinct with the, the title one, you know one, by the time you guys listen to this episode the title should be on point but <laughs> right now that, that was <laughs> that was what was in my mind when I was um, thinking about what this episode was going to be about Um, now the reason, the reason I came, I decided on that topic, um, was just generally everything in life. Mm -hmm. When you look at life, everything in life, you generally have that choice that you have to make. Do I go for what I know is good for me? Mm -hmm. And that could be food. Um, that could be uh, career choice if we if we you know to a certain extent uh, that could be a relationship right you know there are so many things that we know are not good for us but for some reason we we feel this crazy urge to go after those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, let's explore that. Let's let's see what the the mentality behind. Why do we have that mentality to go for that? To, to you know, to be so drawn to those things. And um, mm-hmm. on top of that, let's look at it from a Christian perspective. Um, why you know why is temptation so powerful mm-hmm. um, because you know temptation temptation is all around us and last last week or the week before we were talking about how narrow the road is for, for Christians and 
you know, it's so easy for us to be knocked off that narrow path by temptation. So I thought it'd be a good topic to explore. I know there are a number of people that are probably battling with temptations on a daily basis. Right. Um, so, so we thought let's let's t- let's touch on that. But um, before we get into things, Terence, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I I I can't complain. Uh, like I said, we've been going back and forth this week, uh, especially when you sent me the topic. And um, I told you earlier in the week, I was like, I got a whole other perspective on temptation that I'm really excited about talking about. And uh, he's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so uh, I've been I've been waiting for today for about four days. So uh, I've been ready to kind of get into it because I think once we start to unpack it, we'll one will see temptation a little differently, but then I think people that listen to this episode, they'll have a whole other uh, idea of temptation and why it's so hard to break it. Mm. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not going to get too far into it because I got a lot of, I got a lot of points that I want to make as we go into it. Uh, and I got some questions. It's gonna make you think. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, so with that, I guess I'll start with, and I sent it to David earlier in the week. The scriptures for uh, today, and so I sent him James first chapter thirteen through the eighteen verses. So I'll read those, and then I'll start some of the questions and points from that. <laughs> so, okay. says, and this this is the uh, King James version. Uh, so when tempted. No one should say God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of all he created. So, most of the time when people think about temptation, they think about temptation as sin and the, the dirty or wrong things that we gravitate toward and how it affects our walk with God. But I was walking early in the week and I get a lot of thoughts or ideas as I walk and some came to me uh, as far as temptation connected to distraction. So I started to think about well what if temptation is not necessarily the sin that's bad, it's the distraction that's bad because our temptations are connected to things that distract us from one God, but then also two is our purpose. So if you think about in the Bible, everybody that was tempted and whatever they were tempted by, it was the thing that they really enjoyed, but two, it pulled them away from the thing that God called them to be. And so when you take your eyes off of what God, what God has you to do, it's harder to resist temptation 
because then you're leaning in to your own thought of what's best for you because temptation is an ego thing because and that like in the verses they say you're dragged away so in essence you know the temptation is wrong but it's that inner battle that is keeping you from actually defeating that thing so it's like you have like the angel and the devil and so the devil is telling you you know what it feels good. Like, why don't you just do it? Or just do it this one time. It's all right. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah. But I, I know I shouldn't do that. So you're like, yeah, but, you know, nobody don't know. And, you know, you can go over here and do it. And, you know, the people that you know, they don't know. So you can do that. And so then the temptation, it isolates us. So then it cuts us off from people that probably would tell us, like, hey, you shouldn't do that. Or... You know, that's not you or whatever like that. So we find ways to isolate ourselves to feed into that because we know that at the end of the day, it's not what we're supposed to be doing. And we don't really even enjoy the temptation. The temptation Mm. is just the distraction. And then I'm I'm not going to make too many points because I got a couple other ones. (laughs) Make a value. So just the lead in. So, uh, so yeah, it's the distraction and it's the t- distraction from purpose that leads us into temptation. So I'm gonna I'm going so this is my turn to start asking some questions. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you said um, temptation is an ego thing. Mm-hmm. So could you just unpack that for me? What what do you okay. mean by that? Okay, so. Like I said, you just look at politicians or athletes or anybody that was involved in a scandal that involved like somebody was, you know, cheating on their wife or husband or doing something illegal. It's always been, they always dismiss how their actions will affect people around them. They do it because it's something that they want to do. If you make them feel good, it's an escape form. So when you get dragged away, you know, by your temptation, your thought processes also get dragged away. Mm. And then you just focus on what you want to do, and you don't even think about how it will affect anybody else around you. And so then it's like when people get caught, that's when the realization comes back, like, oh, man, this is going to affect all these different people. But in the moment, you're not thinking about that because what you're doing is you're acting in your own like even if you want to say flesh, that's what you acting from. Because in the spirit, you know it's wrong. But your flesh is like, mm, it feel good. I like it. I want to do it. <laughs> that's what I want to do. Uh, and so, but also, it's it's the ego thing of I'm in control. So whatever I want to do, I'm going to do. But if you connect it more to your purpose, it's certain things you know it's not that you can't do them, but it's things that you shouldn't do because it doesn't support your purpose. So it's going to lay outside of that. So it's like, oh, it's not that I should or shouldn't do it. This is not going to help me get to my purpose. So if I do this, it's going to get me further away. Okay. I, so I think I can relate to that because as a guy, 
Mm-hmm. I think for, for most men, mm-hmm. I would probably say our most common temptation mm-hmm. is, is of the female variety. Right. Right, right. That, that's just keeping it 100. That's keeping mm-hmm. it real. For mm-hmm. most guys, the biggest struggle we have in terms of temptation is other females. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was younger, um, I had this thing. I used to, my wife used to tell me that I was unknowingly flirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess listening to what we're saying about temptation, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's, I can't blame it 100% subconscious. subconscious. I would say that there was a, there's probably a part of me mm-hmm. that that flirtatiousness probably came from my ego. Yep. I probably didn't want to acknowledge that that's where it came from, mm-hmm. but it probably became so interwoven into how I behaved mm-hmm. that it was second nature to immediately kick in when my ego felt that it was getting the attention that, that it wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's, everything else switches off and you go into this mode. So um, I, I guess as I got older, um, I say as I got older, once... I, I've made that decision in my mind, and especially when my wife mentioned it to me that I had this this unknowing tendency to be flirty, which then gave women the wrong impression. Mm-hmm. I made a conscious decision that, well, I've got everything that I want. So the attention from these other people shouldn't mean anything to me. I don't need them to feed my ego. I don't need them to stroke my ego because my wife mm-hmm. does. She fulfills everything that I'm looking for. Everything that I was looking for is there. So mm-hmm. these people don't, they don't matter. So when I got to that point, when I made that decision, I noticed that there was a shift because I didn't need these other people to stroke my ego the temptation to the temp, there was no I didn't struggle with any temptation of um, the distraction mm-hmm. of other of other mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. They they weren't a distraction because I kept everyone in their lane. It mm-hmm. was a it was a conscious decision that I walked in and I knew that right, I will not I won't have these sorts of conversations with these people I won't um, allow them to ask me anything that led to those sorts of conversations I won't um, I'd be conscious of how much time I spent with them or who I spent time with so not spending time alone with an individual Mm-hmm. but spending time as a group so that they wouldn't get the wrong ideas. And all, all of these, I started to act in a different way 
to ensure that there was no temptation, there was no room for temptation, there was no... Because I, I think, especially for guys, it is easy, even when you are consciously trying to avoid that particular temptation, mm-hmm. it is easy to walk yourself into a trap. Yep. Because guys are dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Even me, mm-hmm. I can I will categorically say that I am no exception. We are dumb. Mm-hmm. When a woman has a plan, you can. You're. It's like a Venus flytrap. Yep. You're the flyer, and you're. That's it. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really conscious about people's intentions, and you have to be really conscious about the actions that you take to either circumvent that situation and to maneuver yourself out of the path of temptation. Otherwise, you are like a deer in the headlights and you you are trapped. And before you know it, you end up in a position that you shouldn't be in. But but if you, I think you, it's early doors, you've really connected something for me. And that's that ego thing that... Mm -hmm. If we don't take our ego out of what we're doing, we are we open. That's the first. That's the first step. That's the doorway yep. into temptation. Mm-hmm. That's that's what just blows those doors wide open, and then it all comes flooding in. Yep. So you you you, you kind of move me into the next phase of something. Okay. Okay. So one. I was say you were talking about, you know, as far as you and your wife and then you kind of making a commitment to not, you know, cheating or not, you know, once you kind of knew that, okay, yeah, sometimes I get a talking, I'm not thinking about it, but yeah, I might come across a lot more flirty than I believe I am. So that goes because you are committed to being a husband to your wife. That's why you started to taper off on that because you're like, I'm serious about my commitment and and my purpose of being my wife's husband. That goes hand in hand. But if you weren't committed to that purpose, then you probably would disregard that when she said that to you. You're like, no, I'm not. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Because in your eyes, it's like, they would have went back to the ego thing. I can do what I want to do. Like, I don't need you to tell me what to do. Like, I know how to handle myself or whatever like that. The other point is, and this is one point I wanted to make too, because I never thought about it this way, but you just spoke to it. For men, every temptation that we have is validated. So whether it's drinking, smoking, women, whatever we choose, whatever vice we choose, is not outside of the realm of being a man. So that's why it's so hard to break those temptations because nobody really will say anything against them. Because they're like, if we drink a lot, they're like, oh, they just, you know, like to wind down after work or just like cheating, like, oh, you know, everybody do that every night. And then yeah, it's just being a man. Yeah. And so, like, but if you flip it, what if a woman was in the same scenario and was tempted those same ways? How we view those things from from women is if they do it, it's totally different than us. So they yeah. get a, way more. They get way more 
they get ostracized for doing those yeah. kind of things. And yeah. people like and and for us, it's easy for us to to kind of lean more on our temptation because, like you said, like you know, oh man, we dumb. You say, oh man, we weak. Like you know, like we get tempted. We just we we just can't help. It. So the expectations of us to be able to deal with temptation is already low. So it's yeah. not a lot of expectations. It's just like, oh, he just, you know, it happens. They just do that. It's okay. So it's, it's normal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause for one second to All say right. one, one thing, and then okay. I'll let you get, I'll let you carry <laughs> back on. All but, right. So we're gonna make a distinction there. Mm-hmm. As men, we mm-hmm. do have a tendency to be dumb, mm-hmm. but we should never consider ourselves to be weak mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I believe everyone has the strength to mm-hmm. overcome the temptation. And yeah. there is a scripture we will go to at right, a right, point right. that right, right. talks to that, but mm-hmm. we have the strength to overcome our temptations. Mm-hmm. Now we may be, we may be dumb enough to put ourselves in positions where we right. have to fight. And right. that's the, that's the bit we need to learn to reverse. We need to stop putting ourselves in the, in the situations. Mm-hmm. But thank God for mercy and grace because he has given us the strength to overcome those temptations. Mm-hmm. Now I'm electric. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that's, that's good. That's, that's good. But the, the other piece to that is the reason why, you know, a lot of us are conditioned to think that we're weak is because we surround ourselves with other weak people. Mm. So it's easier for me to be weaker if everybody around me is weak too. So my temptation is their temptation. So yeah. how am I going to break the pattern when everybody else around me doing the same thing? So we just doing yeah. it together. It's like yeah. we, we on the same page. We just doing it together. Yeah. So, Birds of a feather flock together. Right. So that's that. Alright, so now I'm going to go back into the scripture and it was something that I wanted to pull away from it. So I already kind of went into the drag away by their own desire, but it goes, then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. So mm. this is the next piece of it. So, you know, it starts off as a distraction, but also temptation can serve as a numbing agent. And so the more we lean or kind of uh, succumb to temptation, it then numbs us from the effects of it. So the first time we do it, we might have a reaction, our conscience or whatever, it's like, oh, that was bad. The more we do it, we start to justify it. And so then it's like, after desire has conceived to give birth to sin. So then what the temptation does is birth our own, not not even distraction, it births our own barriers to our purpose. So it's harder for us to overcome things because we're birthing our own roadblocks. <laughs> put in our own way. <laughs> There is a scripture that my myself and my wife have been meditating on for um, the last few weeks. And when you, I didn't, now I've read James mm-hmm. um, chapter 1, 13 to 18 mm-hmm. earlier in the week, 
and it mm-hmm. just did not hit me. Mm-hmm. But as we were speaking, mm-hmm. it hit me that in Psalms 7, mm-hmm. 14, it says, the wicked conceive evil, they are pregnant with trouble, yep. and give birth to lies. Mm-hmm. Now, when we are tempted, mm-hmm. and we act upon our temptation, yep. and the inevitable happens, mm-hmm. the wickedness that we have con- that, that we've conceived, the evil mm-hmm. we have conceived, mm-hmm. comes from that, from the trouble that the temptation. So yep. that was the pregnancy, that, that mm. the trouble. Mm-hmm. And when when we get caught, what yep. do we do? We lie. Mm-hmm. We try and find our way out of it mm-hmm. by lying and basically just digging a, a you know, it's a, they dig a they dig a deep pe- uh, a, they dig a deep pit to trap others and they fall and then fall into it themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trouble they make for others backfires on them and so on and so forth. We try to dig ourselves out with the lies that we've conceived and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we trap ourselves in this deep pit. Yeah. And it's just funny how the way that in the New Testament, it describes temptation mm-hmm. and how it gives birth to, to sin and I'm sorry. How it, how it, um, you're pregnant with sin, and then and then you give birth. It gives birth to death. Mm-hmm. Just the same way that David talked in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. It's just for me, and and I'm not even going. I'm going a bit deep here, but we talk about how David is a representation of Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to get too deep into that because I, I, that, that's a whole different topic itself. Because people uh-huh. be like, how, how, can, how can David be, be a representation? David was sinful. David did this, David did, and Christ was not. That's mm-hmm. not what it's about. It's about mm-hmm. the heart. It's yep. about the heart of David. Yep. Um, and you know how God said that David is a man after, after my own heart. Mm-hmm. So... But we won't we won't get into that today. I'm just I'm just saying that it's, it, 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 it's funny how that that bit of scripture there parallels, you know, our scripture for today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, I told you we were gonna go somewhere today. I told you we were going somewhere today. I, 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 that's why I said I've been waiting for today. I knew we were going somewhere. So, so to go to add on to what you were saying. So the next part. You know, a few a few uh, sentences down, so every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heaven and light, who does not change like shifting shadows. So, mm. so now, you know, we talked about, you know, bursting, you know, the barriers or the things that could that take us away from God. So then the other piece of it is sometimes we would justify our temptation as being something from God. So us doing something that we know we shouldn't do, we sometimes try and distort it by saying like, oh, well, you know, that's why I started this new relationship. God knew 
that my marriage wasn't working or whatever, this is what God really wanted from me. Or it's like, oh, yeah, that's why I kind of, you know, did this, this underhanded deal or something like this, because, you know, it's like, it's going to be money to kind of work toward this that I really needed. Mm. Or God wanted me to have that. And so, like, we can distort things to make it seem like, well, God, yeah, you, you know, you in it some kind of way, you know, you, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, halfway right. So, you know, you in it if I'm serving you. And, but every good and perfect gift comes from him. And so that goes back to the ego thing. Everything that pulls us away from God being our source, we can distort and use and manipulate for our own purposes. And so that's why, that's why temptation is, it, it pulls us away from God because we start to operate in our own mind. And so if it's something that God wants us to do or it's from God, it's going to be from the mind of God, you know, and it's going to be above what we can conceive in our own head. But if we try to have too much ownership of it, that's where it gets distorted. So it might be a gift, but it's not a good gift. <laughs> or a <perfect> yeah. gift. <laughs> and yeah. so, like, we distort it. Um, and then it was something else you said. I'm trying to go, okay, so I know where I wanted to go. So I had said a little earlier about temptation being a numbing, a numbing agent. So the reason I feel that temptation has a lot to do with purpose is you just go through the Bible, uh, you know, just like Samson and all these different people in the Bible. The thing that they're very tempted by, you see how it affected their purpose. But it's also their commitment to your purpose. And if you connect to your purpose, you have to sacrifice your wants and needs a lot. But, you know, yeah. when Jesus was tempted, you know, the devil tempted them all different types of ways. But because he knew his purpose and was committed to it, he was able to kind of he was kind of able to disarm the devil because he yeah. wasn't able to be swayed because he fully knew his purpose. And because he fully knew it, he wasn't swayed by what the devil could tell us to tell him. So just like what he was telling them, everything the devil gave back to him was him operating in his own power. He's like, you know, if you catch yourself off this mountain, you know, you jump off, like, you're going to say, you're going to be good. You know, because yeah. you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's all of that. So, like, if I can just get you to think about you, you'll disregard your purpose every time. Yeah. But yeah. he kept going right back to it, like, nope, I know what, I know what I'm here for, so I'm not going to let you distract me from it. And that's where yeah. we get pulled away. That the added part to it is, as we get known more and more by temptation, sometimes we use temptation to discredit ourselves from being worthy of what God has called us to be. So, mm. if I'm continuously tempting myself, sometimes it's because I don't believe that God really wants me to do what He called me to do. Because I already messed up. You know, I'm out here lying. I've been doing all this stuff. So God don't want to use me. So I'm going to do it even more. So I'm going to say like, yeah. God, look. Look at all this stuff I did. Yeah. You don't want me to do that. And so it's that disbelief on our part. That's why we lean more and more into temptation sometimes. Because we don't believe that we can achieve what God called us to do. Wow. Wow. So... I think um, distractions, when we talk about temptation, mm -hmm. 
I think is a very, very important point that you've made there that we shouldn't look at temptation as a desire to sin. Mm-hmm. That that's not so you know when when we were messaging during the week I was talking <laughs> about don't hit me with that question about the the, the, the anatomy of uh, of temptation. But if we do if we look at it, if we mm-hmm. look at the 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 anatomy of of, of temptation, mm-hmm. the foundation of temptation is as the Bible says, our own desire is birthed from our own desire. Right. And it's it's a distraction. And what is that distraction? That distraction is, as you said, a distraction from God. Anything that will distract us from God, anything that will distract us from our calling, anything that will distract us from our purpose, Mm -hmm. that is temptation. So it may not be... um, a temptation to cheat. It may not be a temptation to do whatever illicit thing or whatever it may be. It may not be a temptation to steal, to cheat, to rob. Mm -hmm. It may be a temptation to spend, rather than spend time, quality time Mm -hmm. with God, Mm -hmm. you spend quality time doing something else. Right. It might be a temptation. Okay, we I should really fast, but I'm gonna go to that all you can eat buffet instead. Mm-hmm. It's um anything that distracts you from getting deeper and closer to your purpose mm-hmm. is a is temptation. It's mm-hmm. that simple. Mm-hmm. So a good example. Um, and my wife, my, my wife might kill me for this, but we, when we get into arguments, mm-hmm. and and I've talked, I've talked about learning to fight fair, mm-hmm. but um, when we get into disagreements, the natural instinct, and again, it's ego driven, mm-hmm. because when you feel that you are actually I'm in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, my argument is weak and I'm losing this. Mm-hmm. Your natural instinct is to go into survival mode. And at that point, there is a temptation to say or do something underhanded to, take, to get the advantage. Mm-hmm. Temptation comes at us. And what does that mean? When we do that in our relationship, that's not necessarily, I, I, I was going to say that's not necessarily taking us away from our purpose, but it is. Because as a husband, your responsibility, your purpose in that marriage is to be the head of that household. Yeah. And therefore, you have to be the one that is willing to um, demonstrate that compassion, mercy, grace, all those things, because everyone else in your household will learn from how you conduct yourself. Mm-hmm. So when that temptation comes, 
to do something underhanded or say something low and, and take that and, and deliver that blow that's below the belt. If you give in and you submit to that temptation, you've come off your purpose as a husband and you're, mm-hmm. and you've taken a path that deviates from that natural head of the household. Um, love your wives mm-hmm. as Christ loves the church path. Mm-hmm. And you've gone down a different route that is contrary to your purpose in that mm-hmm. relate in that marriage. Mm-hmm. So everything does come back. You know, everything comes back to being who we were created to be. Yeah. A temptation is anything that will distract us or take us down a path that is contrary to who we were supposed who we are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you were talking, one thing that I wrote down, I, I wrote that um, when we lean more into our temptations, is because we are trying to fill a void that only God can fill. So a lot of times we use our temptations to fill the very areas that only God can cover. But we keep pulling ourselves into things that make us feel good to kind of, like like I said before, going into like numbing ourselves because we don't really want to address or be responsible for what we should do or we don't want to acknowledge that, oh, I've drifted so far from what God wants me to be that these things I'm doing is because I feel like it's like I'm, I'm self-destructive to my own self. So because I already feel guilty or I feel uh, that I'm too far gone, then I'm just going to pile more on to try and address the thing that only God wants me to acknowledge back to him. Because he already knows what I'm doing. But if I don't acknowledge it back to him, I'm not getting aware of myself. And so if I'm blind to what I'm doing, then how can God step in because he can only come in when I invite him to come into my situation. So not that he don't want to or not that he don't see it. He just waiting to be invited into it. Like, I know you messing up, but you still haven't invited me into it. That's just like, yeah. I mean, like I said, your, your house could be burning, but if you don't call the, the fire department, like, how do they know to come save it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we are burning down inside, and but we still arrogant, like, I got it. I can, I can, I can, you know, change myself. I can get better. But that acknowledgement back to God is like, look, I know I messed up. I, I know <laughs> you know what I did and all that kind of stuff, but I want to get back on track. And I know I can't get back on track unless you are with me to do that. Um, mm. Because, I mean, that's just like with people that's, that's been addicts, they've been addicted to things. It's so hard to do it in your own power if you don't have support because you don't know the triggers. So that's the thing. Yeah. I, so now, now I'm making some connections. So that, that goes along with the temptation. Well, the reason yeah. why people are not as aware because they don't know what triggers their temptation. And so whether that's stress, whether that's money, whether that's whatever, it's something that's triggering your temptation. And if you don't know your triggers, just like just like you were saying earlier, for you to be 
the husband you want to be, you have to know your trigger that could lead you down to temptation. So yeah. certain things that you will have to cut off from yourself or certain environments you had to remove yourself from because you already know, like, man, if, if it's just like the wrong day or we just had an argument, I'm always feeling for some type of way. I don't need to go to these places because then that might, that might lead me down a path and that might trigger something. Yeah. Because I'm not, today just not a good day either to have a good day. So if I go yeah. to a certain place, that might trigger something for me. Um, but we put blinders on to ourselves and a lot of times we get red flags about things that you don't, you know, I know you want to call that person, don't call that person. I know you want to go ride, get out, don't do that. Or you already know this group of friends, you know what they do, so you don't need to go hang out. Tonight. And so it's like all these things, but if you are so removed from it and you're not active in, you know, kind of keeping yourself disciplined, and that's the other thing too, it's a discipline thing. So it's not saying that the temptations won't present themselves. You have to be disciplined to address your triggers of what triggers your temptation. Okay, go, because I know you got some stuff. I know, I know you're ready to go. <laughs> you, 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 you recognize that look on my face. Yeah, I know you're ready. So I, like, I'm fed you enough stuff, so go. <laughs> so I think we both, we both, um, we both made some connections there. And for me, you, you said support. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about the story of Job. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, God built Job up and, and said, said to Satan, you know, said to Satan, have you, seen my have you seen my servant Job? There is no one like him in the world. He's, that's my dude. Mm -hmm. So Job was like, well, Satan was like, well, that's because you've given him everything. Let me take away what you've given him, and I guarantee you, he he will he will turn on you. So God, you know, God, you know the story. God is like, all right, all right, do mm -hmm. your thing, but don't don't touch him, don't harm, don't yeah. harm him. Yeah. And um, you know, the first thing Satan went and took away his kids took away his business um, and you know straight away the first um, Job, you know, Job, Job sat down and was like the Lord gives and the Lord taketh away so you know Satan went to God and said let me, let me put hands on him and God said alright do, do as you please and in that moment um, Satan struck Job with boils and whatever, and this is this was the and this was the key point that that hit me at, at this at this mm -hmm. point. It was his his wife then turned around to him and said, "Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God mm -hmm. and die." And at that point, Job replied, "I did, you know." Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never, and never anything bad? So in all of this, Job said nothing wrong. Now, back to your initial point, or the initial scripture, mm -hmm. temptations do not come from the hand of God. 
Let's make that clear. That is God. It's it's not God that tempts us. God will never tempt us to do evil. But back to the point that you said around who you surround yourself with. If you know that mm-hmm. these group, this group of friends is um, that's a bad influence. Mm-hmm. then don't surround yourself with them. And, and, you know, be careful who you take counsel from in your times mm-hmm. of temptation because yep. Yep, some yep. people may think that they do, and they may, be do, they may be saying these things to you with the best intentions, but mm-hmm. rather than helping you, they are pushing you towards, the, towards your temptation rather than helping you to pull away from your temptation. So in that, it's as you said, knowing your triggers, knowing knowing what drives you towards temptation, knowing mm-hmm. what makes you weak and more likely to give in to temptation and being in mm-hmm. a position to protect yourself from that is a very, very important point. You know, mm-hmm. it, it comes to knowing yourself as an individual, right. know yourself, but then also um, from a, and I've found this in my personal life, in my personal experience, that the, one of the most important things is, as the Bible says, being renewed in your mind, um, being, tra- being transformed by the renewal of your mind. And how do you do that? By constantly, constantly filling yourself with, the things of God. Again, when I was young, I didn't understand that. When I was young, I thought, I don't want to be reading my Bible all day long. I don't want to be listening to this stuff all day long. I, I still like my, I still like DMX. I still like the locks. I still, I still <laughs> like the locks. You <laughs> I still like the stuff that I like. Why can't uh, I listen to? And, you know, I then realized that. Uh, so actually, uh, towards on this point, it's on this very point. I, when I was uh, 14, 15 years old, listening to. Bone Thugs and Harmony, their first mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. and um, I, I, I remember, I remember, my, I was on my way to school, um, had it in my headphone, and it was Mr. Ouija. The, the track was called Mr. Ouija, and and it was, mm-hmm. and I was like, it was playing. It was like murder, more murder, more murder, and I was like, this is fire. <laughs> But it was playing, it was going, it was going. And um, what I realized was that the music triggered aggression in me. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to arguments, when it came time to disagreements at school, mm-hmm. The seed that has been sown in me from the beginning of the day, from the morning, early in the morning, because that was what I was listening to and feeding my mind on my way to school, was 
murder, more murder, more murder, and mm -hmm. violence and aggression. So mm -hmm. when someone, when someone pushed my buttons, that's how I reacted. I reacted with aggression and violence because that is what I'd been feeding my mind. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't till, you know, as I got, as I matured, and I realized that actually the things you feed yourself, mm -hmm. if you feed yourself aggression, mm -hmm. then the output is aggression. If you feed yourself peace, then the output is peace. And when that time comes, you have that decision to make. Again, choosing whether to turn the other cheek or choosing whether to fight. That's temptation because the choice that not in all scenarios. So if someone attacks you, I know you are unknowingly attacked and mm -hmm. it's self-defense by all means fight and defend yourself. Right. But if, but when you are in a disagreement and you make the choice to fight, mm -hmm. that is born out of temptation. That is driven by your ego. That is driven by your pride because your pride is hurt and it tells you, man, you should knock this dude out. Right. So you have a choice to make. Do you do, you do the mature thing and take a breath mm -hmm. and say, I really want to, but I'm going to take this route because that is what is expected of me. Uh -huh. or, or do you give in to temptation and while out? So, you know, that whole thing about what you feed yourself, who you surround yourself with, knowing what triggers you, there are, there is an anatomy to temptation. Uh -huh. You can, it's like anything. It starts off as a small seed. Yep. And if you water it, it, it grows and becomes a big tree that then dominates your life. Or, and it's like those roots. You know, I'm just getting the imagery in my head, but it's like the roots. You, you get the seed and as soon as the water hits it and it starts to get food, those roots grow in all sorts of directions. And that thing that started off as one small temptation, you are now being tempted in many, 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 many areas because you've watered that one seed. So you're in your, your ego thinks, well, if I've got away with that temptation here, then I can get away with that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. So you either feed it or you starve it. Mm -hmm. You know, you starve it like that seed that fell into shallow ground and couldn't take root. Mm -hmm. Oof. I, 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 have to, I have to stop and, and take a breather. Let me, let me hand over to you because I need to take a breather. <laughs> okay, so I, was, I was writing some notes while you, while you were talking. But the imagery is good. I'll come back to this. I'm going to make some points to what you just said. So... One is, and I and I think the next phase we need to talk about why it's hard to break temptation. So just like you were saying, 
when you were talking about reading your Bible and the importance of it, because you have to have some kind of foundation to kind of cover the things that you So, uh, one of the things that makes it harder to kind of combat the temptation is if you're already vulnerable, meaning that you have something maybe you're, you know, struggling financially or you got just a lot of things going on. Maybe you feel like your life is chaos. That is the prime time where the devil comes and gets you focus more on your temptation. Because just like, you know, if you are sick in your immune system, kind of lower, so you'll get sicker for the things that you are by have more of a fix on you. So it's the same thing with temptation. If you're already at a vulnerable state, any and everything could be tempted to be at that point. Because all you want to do is to numb how you're feeling. If you want to numb it from your experience. So that's one. And then when you went to talking about the music, what you listen to, what you watch, all of that stuff is conditioned. So whatever you're taking in is conditioning your actions and behavior. It's not saying that you're like they just use just like you were saying about listening to all sorts of harm. It's not saying that you're gonna go and kill somebody. That's not necessarily what it's doing, but it was activating certain things in you to be more aggressive or somebody came up to you and said something out the way and like, oh, just be my side and I'll leave me by the brush or whatever like that. Don't fight, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. So it's that. It's conditioning to where it starts to inform your decision. So just like when people, people that go to AA meetings, one of the things is they need that support group, but also it's a process to wean yourself off of the temptation that you have. Yeah. So the amount of energy that you put into the temptation, it would take more than that to reverse those effects. Because as you're weaning yourself off, you're having withdrawals. So the temptation might get stronger as you try to remove yourself from it. That's why mm. you have to have a foundation or support around you. Because if you lean so far into your temptation to actually start to deny yourself of the temptation is going to be even more effort because you put so you invested so much. It's just like getting a uh, if you get a shot and you get medication that medicine goes through your whole blood system. So it's the same thing for temptation. That temptation is going all throughout your body through what you see, your your mind, your thoughts, and whatever else. So every time you lean into that temptation, it's going throughout your body each time. So it has, so your body has a, has a, uh, kind of like a, a, a recognition of it. So then it starts to crave it more. And that's the other part. The more you lean into the temptation, you crave that temptation more. Just like people yeah. or whatever like this. Like, okay, I know I can't eat ice cream every day, but if I, Feed into that temptation, then I'm gonna crave that ice cream, even when I know I don't eat. And so it's the same thing with the temptation. The more you lean into it, the more you crave it. The more you crave it, the more you do it. The more you do it, the harder it is to get off of it. Just like people yeah. say, 
it's hard for people to just drop smoking. So you have to condition yourself and graduate to pay for that. Because just to stop it all the way, most people can't do that because their body still wants to do that. It, it's kind of ingrained in them. But you have to have yourself trust. Now, some things you would need to stop sooner than later, or you might have to do it more abruptly. But those things that you can gradually yourself off of and have to put around, then, yeah, do that. But some things you would need to do more of that. I'll go. Yeah, I'll let you say <laughs> So, there was, um, whilst we were talking, it, it, it reminded me of, uh, a uh, common saying that, that people have of, you know, the things that we do occasionally then become habit. Mm-hmm. And then what becomes habit eventually becomes your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with temptation. Mm-hmm. The first time it's occasional or it's, you know, oh, it's just a one-off. I won't do this again. Mm-hmm. Then you do it again. Then you find that um, how do I, oh, what's a, a good example? A good example. Good example. So we again we are, and I'm I'm speaking as a man. I'm mm-hmm. speaking as a man because that is what I know. So mm-hmm. ladies, if there are ladies listening, forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a man, this is what I know. So, um, I believe in the States you guys use the term faces. Mm-hmm. But when you are young, when you get to, when you, you're young, the first you kiss. Mm-hmm. And, and you kiss someone, yeah. and there is a certain level of excitement that it gives you. Mm-hmm. But once you've done that a few times, you do not get the same level of excitement. Yeah, you want to do something else. So, <laughs> exactly. So, the, so, the, so the, tem- the temptation kicks in uh-huh. to say, "Well, I have to push the boundaries. I need to go. I need to go further." Mm-hmm. So that's what you do, and it progressively builds. And I guess that's where the term, where the the, the concept of basis came from. Then, mm-hmm. okay, first base. Nah, I, I've been there. I, I'm mm. safe. I'm, I'm safe at first. Mm-hmm. I need to get to second. Right. Can I make it to second? Uh-huh. So, so you put, and, and but it's all that's how that's the anatomy of temptation. Mm-hmm. It gets you to that point where you are comfortable, and you you start to. It's not even comfort. It's overconfidence. overconfidence in your own ability because again that's the whole thing I remember when um, when in youth group and and when we had the conversations about about sex before marriage and things like that Mm -hmm. the guys would always say nah I'm not going to get caught out because I, I can stop uh-huh. I, I I know that I can stop myself before before we go too far. Uh-huh. I'm yet to meet one guy that has managed to stop himself before they went too far. Oh yeah, 
Now, once the once the wheels start going, you know, you just talk. that's it. It's the a wrap. Brakes, the brakes don't work. <laughs> the brakes don't work. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the reality of it. Yeah. You there is this overconfidence. Temptation leads you to this point of overconfidence, mm-hmm. and you start to believe your own hype. You're drinking your own Kool Aid. Yep. And and once you get to that, the danger is, as we said, you can't you pump the brakes and the brakes aren't working. You can't stop, and then it gives birth to sin. And once that sin becomes lifestyle, it leads to, to spiritual death. Because once you, once that distraction sets in, you become distracted from God. You slowly become distant from God. You eventually lead into separation from God, separation from your purpose separation from your destiny mm. which inevitably may not be physical death but spiritual death is inevitable mm-hmm. because you are no longer who you were supposed to be yep no no that's good that's that, that, that's good uh and i and i think the reason why the other reason why people get stuck is because they feel like it's time has passed so there's no hope for them so because i've done so much wrong that that disqualifies me from my purpose and then that's what gets people to lean to fully give themselves to their temptation because if i don't have a purpose then why should i care what i do and what i don't do because nobody cares anyway God threw with me, people threw with me. I keep making mistakes. Why even try? So let me go further into it. Let me let me throw myself all the way into it. Because yeah. Now I don't have nothing to lose because I I've lost it all. I, I've lost my standing with everybody and everything. So let me just throw it all away. And let me just go let me go fully here. And whatever it is, let me max out on it. So if you're drinking, I'm gonna drink all day long. If it's women, I'm gonna have as many as I can have. If it's drugs, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be, I'm just shoot up, get whatever I can get, promise drugs, whatever like that. Mm-hmm. At that point, the temptation is it serves the purpose of drowning out your own conscience. So then, it's the mechanism to keep you separated from hearing what God wants to do through yeah. you, for you. So I say, if you hot all day long, it's going to be hard for you to hear what God got to say because you're doing stuff stuff that actually separates you from him. And they're not saying that, you know, people that smoke weed, is, you know, they bad people, whatever like that. But everything you do is for a purpose. You got to know what you're doing it for. Just like drinking. There's people that socially drink and drink every now and then and socialize or whatever like that. You know, however people feel about that, that's their own thing. But it's not yeah. the act, you know, that's doing it if you know the intent. Like for me, if I if I, you know, get together with, with some friends or whatever like that, we might have a couple drinks. That's different than if I was drinking every day to cope with my day. 
Yeah. Because my, yeah. if I know my intent, then I know that I can do that in moderation. Because I know my intent is like I'm not running from a problem or coping with a problem with that. It's just like, hey, you know, I'm together with people or whatever like that. I might have, you know, just if I, if I wanted to. If not, then I, you know, I might just choose not to do it anyway because I don't have a taste for it because I haven't been seen it. So I want to. Yeah. It's all the same yeah. thing. So it's not like a big thing because we. That we uh, kind of go more into, but that that goes into kind of like where we are going on ourselves. Like you said before, we know what we can do in moderation, but we can't do in moderation. Yeah, drinking is not you know that might not be your thing. Drinking might be my thing, or drinking might not be my thing. Food might be my thing, or um. Not, uh, or lying might be my thing, or gambling might be my thing. You know, it, it's all different types of things. So just because I don't have the same temptation that you do doesn't mean that I'm excluded or better. So I got a yeah. temptation. It just might be the same one that you have. Yeah. So for you, you might be able to go into some environment that I can't. Because yeah. that would trigger me. But for you, you don't have that because you don't have that connection. To that temptation, like I do. So, yeah, it's funny because I'm sitting here thinking, man, I'm all the way bad. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when when um, when the lo- when lockdown happened in the UK, yeah, I think knowing that I wasn't driving anymore, mm-hmm. um, I was okay. I'm I'm it's, I'll have a drink with my, with my, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a glass of wine with my mm-hmm. dinner. And, so, and then, um, now, difference with me is I know my, and this is, this comes back to something you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Know your triggers. Mm-hmm. Know, and just as I said before, know yourself. Mm-hmm. So one thing I know about myself is that I am one of those people with a, so I, I know that I am borderline, mild case OCD. Mm-hmm. I like things done in a particular way. I, my hangers all turn the same way. Mm-hmm. My clothes are face all the di- same direction. T-shirts are sectioned and color-coded. Mm-hmm. I can be that obsessive. Mm-hmm. Socks in a particular section and groceries have to be loaded onto the onto the conveyor in a particular way. So I know my, I know my behavioral traits. Mm-hmm. The other thing I know about myself is that I have, um, I have a, an, what you would, I guess what you could class as an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. If I do something and I really enjoy it, then I just go all the way in. Mm-hmm. So fitness became an addiction for me. Yep. Yep. And I have to exercise pretty much every day. I, I get that endorphin hit from exercising. Now, I knew that if I started to drink occasionally, that would become a pattern. Mm-hmm. So I made a conscious decision 
And that's not to say, you know, I would come downstairs after a day of work and it wasn't a drink to cope with the day. That was mm-hmm. not the intention. Mm-hmm. The drink, it was like, ah, now I'm going to relax. I'm going to have a glass of wine while I eat my food. Mm-hmm. But I could see the pattern building already. Mm-hmm. And I came downstairs, I would come downstairs, and the temptation to, to go and get that drink mm-hmm. was still there. And I had to make a conscious decision that I'm not going to do that. Because if I feed that, then that will become habit. Yep. If I feed the habit, it then becomes my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that is how your temptation grows into something else. So you, you have to really know yourself. And, it, you know, we've said it before, temptation is not about the big ticket things. It's not always about sin. It's not always about um, doing something crazy. You can be tempted in the little things, mm-hmm. but the little things can be gateways to bigger things. Yep. Yeah. And because I, it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. Go on. So, what I had wrote when you were saying that is is control. A lot of a lot of times, us want more control of our lives leads us more to our temptation. So, like what you were saying, like, okay, you just want to have a glass of wine at the end of the day. You were like, I just want to own wine. But also, it's that control of I can choose to do this, and it's making me feel a certain way. So it's like, I'm going to choose to do that, and I can control how that makes me feel when we get that glass. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, in person, when you first started doing it, there wasn't anything wrong. We started to see it was more of a habit. And it was like, oh, I want this every day. Well, I, I ain't going to <laughs> but, but like you, you want it, or and like that, I've been like that too. Cause you get to the end on Friday, I would get through. He's there, like that's when I like had the food and had a half hour, whatever, like that. So let me do. You know, I'm not hurting nobody. I'm just doing that. But then I started to. Anticipate that, so like he gets caught in it. We were like, "Oh, I'm about to go. I'm about to go and get something to drink. About to go." <laughs> and, and so then you equate that to like, "Oh well, I deserved it." You know, what I'm saying I, I I deserved these drinks. I had a hard week, you know. And so it's kind of like that thing. It's more of a control of I can go somewhere, or I can do something, and I can control the outcome. And, and even like you were saying with having things color coordinated, I used to be super like that. Like my class, just like you was describing your class, my stuff was just like that. And then I got to a point where I was like, I really want to spend my time doing this. And so then I started to realize, now you know what? I really don't need this in the color blue shirt, this in the color this. All right, let me start to get away from it. And then I started to have a little attachment to things 
to say again, but like, oh, I'm getting close, I'm getting close, I don't come for you. But he's close, and he's still a friend. So then I was like, I just don't really care how, like, how people perceive me or the role that you that you do. Like, and I think we had this conversation before too about you know having your own business and what you look like. Yeah. Like, today is like, oh, because I have a business, I'm a business person. You know, I can just be way, and I have to act. You just watch, you see, you see, and then you just start to realize, man, this doesn't make you feel. Uh, it doesn't make me feel like it doesn't make me feel the way that I I really want it. And so I think that's what temptation is. We invest a lot of time in it, and we don't really give us feel like. The way we thought of it. Like in the moment, it feels good. But the takeaway, you just feel it's empty to get what you get. And then you try to face face for it. It's like you, you want to face and not awake. So you rather kind of simple. Feel. Can you hear me now? Got you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I don't, I don't know what you couldn't hear. What you couldn't hear. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this, is the, this is the joys of, of uh, recording during COVID times and all of this stuff. So, um, yeah, we're just going to keep it moving. So, okay. Um, so yeah, but, I don't know. I don't but, know if you can hear what you could hear. So I don't know if I need to restate it or not. I don't know. No, no, restate it for the people because um, I've been. Yeah, let let let's just recover that because I know you had a, a really good point there. Okay, uh, what part did you hear last? And then I could probably pick up. So it started to drop out when you were talking about how people perceived you. Okay, I didn't okay. care about how people perceived you. Okay, okay, yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of what we do is kind of dictated on what what we think other people will like or they expect from us. But I think that also can drive, so this is this is a different point. I just thought about it now as I'm talking. That can kind of drive us more into temptation because we sometimes we use our temptations to escape from roles that we don't want in them. So those temptations can discredit people from expecting those roles from us. So like if we with somebody that people really look up to and we, you know, people feel like, oh, they got it together. Sometimes for us to get off that pedestal, we'll create our own our own downfall so we won't have that expectation. So people be like, yeah. I knew they were gonna follow you. Like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, I'll follow. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at me, you know, I'm not. Don't look at me, you know. So, like, we manufacture our own downfalls. Like, I'm just tired of just people just feeling like I got the answer, and I'm like this person. I'm just awesome. Like, I'm not perfect. Feel like I am. 
shoes and cleaning pumpkin presentation. And they're like, oh, you called me. Oh, man. See, interestingly, I linked that to, so I, I've got two points. Okay. But what you just said there, I linked back to a conversation we had a few days ago where mm-hmm. we were talking about um, people being in the wrong positions yep. Yep, yep. in life. Mm-hmm. So someone that isn't supposed to be a leader because that's not their gift and that's not what they they were created to do. Mm-hmm. But they are in a position of leadership and then they become a tyrant. Yep. So could it be that sometimes, as you're saying, that temptation is is intrinsically linked mm-hmm. to that desire to escape? Yep. Because to escape from that thing that they feel is holding them bound, as you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Someone that doesn't want to be a leader, mm-hmm. that doesn't that isn't supposed to be a leader, is not going to want to be a leader. Yep. And they're not going to want people looking up to them because mm-hmm. in, in their heart of hearts, they know that they shouldn't be in that position. Yep. Yep. So they, as you say, could give in to temptation to engineer their own downfall Mm -hmm. to take themselves out of that position, but ultimately leaving themselves in a very exposed and vulnerable state because they've opened the door to something far more dangerous. Mm -hmm. The other point that that came to me was when you were talking about, about control Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I, so I take this back to Romans 5. I love Romans 5 and Romans 6. I, I read those over and over again. Mm-hmm. But again, they are quite closely linked to what we're talking about because they are talking about the power of sin and yep. the and about grace. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there is, in Romans, I believe it's Romans 5, it, it talks about how we are no longer slaves to sin and we have become slaves to Christ. Mm-hmm. And when you think about what that means as a Christian, is that you are relinquishing control to, to Christ. Yes, you still have free will to make choices and, temp- and the temptation. I, I read earlier this week that you know, the def- one of the definitions of temptation is um, the the desire to go again, to use the free will that God has given you to do something different Mm -hmm. to what God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. So temptation, it sounds to me, it sounds like it's sometimes born out of that struggle to be a slave to Christ. Mm. It's born out of, that struggle to, you know, wanting to break away and relinquishing, you know, we're struggling to relinquish that control of our lives to the Holy Spirit and to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want some of that control back. So temptation gives us the avenue to get some of that control back. Mm-hmm. And now it's... That, that's good. What you say about struggle to being a slave to Christ, 
And I think that's so difficult for people to even wrap their head around because they've been a slave to so many other things that to to be all in for something that God wants them to do, they don't even know what that looks like because and for them, that being a slave in that sense is a negative thing. So everything that they've been a slave to, like before and kind of go back to like we talked about before, like in the world, yeah, it has a negative feel to it. And so then it's like, well, I don't want to be that committed to God because when I was committed to that, like it was so much energy. So it was like we feel that oh, if we fully committed to God. Look at all the stuff we gonna have to give up. Like man, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, it's like I want to be a Christian, Christian kind of, but I don't want the fool, you know, like you have. Like, want to be a Christian on your own terms? Yeah, where it's like you, you want to have, you want to have like the Christian light package. You, you know, you got like levels, and so <laughs> like, the, the Christian light, you got like <laughs> Christian medium, and then like super Christian level. Like what is this <laughs> level? Right? Let me get the light. <laughs> That's put that's put images of, of angels calling up. Uh, um, uh, is, that, is that is that Mr. Johnson? Um, I would like to offer you an upgrade from Christian light to Christian media. Christian media. Let me see what's all in. Let me like you put to the to the fast food restaurant like. Okay, What's on your Christian medium menu? What's what's that look? What's that? <laughs> Let me see with it. Okay, I got it. Uh, and I can't do that. Uh, I, I I don't want that. Okay, can I take like the Christian light and I add like one or two from the medium? I don't want the super Christian level though. I, I don't want that one. Just just let me. <laughs> <laughs> can I like reevaluate in a couple months and say like, hey, I might want to move up a little bit? Yeah. And so I think that's how we do is like we kind of package together our Christianity. It's like, okay, that temptation, I'm cool with. I ain't got to worry about that. This one, I want to do that one a little bit. You know, not a lot, but just a little bit. So I can, you know, every now and then I want to feel good a little bit. Let me let me choose that one. Okay, this this heavy one, like, like I'm not gonna kill nobody, so like, that one, not, you know, that's not on my radar, so I don't have to worry about that one. But you know, I might do some lying, and you know, I might do some little gambling every now and then, so I, I might do that. <laughs> so, like, that's how we do. But it's, you know what? So after we spoke um, a few days ago, yeah. you recommended um, the manual. Of the warrior of light, yeah. Um, to me, yeah. and um, that was a good read. Yeah, that was a that was a really good read. Yeah, I need to go back and read it again. I've got so many highlights in yeah. that book already. Yeah. yeah. Um, now we we discussed it for a different purpose. Right, 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 right. But what I loved about the book was that it was it was talking about Christianity from a point of a human perspective. Mm-hmm. There was there was still this sense of vulnerability to it where it says as a warrior of light you're not mm-hmm. always gonna get you're not always gonna make the, the right decisions. Mm-hmm. You're not always gonna get get things right. 
And it's mm-hmm. just saying that, you know, sometimes temptation is going to come. Yep. Your ego is going to be too big. Because if you imagine that as a warrior, because mm-hmm. when you are a, a warrior, there is a lot of pride in being a warrior. There is a lot of, um, mm-hmm. that's what drives warriors. Mm-hmm. They are driven to win battles because, you know, they, they, live, for the, they live for the victories. They mm-hmm. live. For, for, for conquering. So sometimes your ego and your pride is going to make you take the wrong path. It's going to make you make that wrong decision. It's going to mm-hmm. get you into a fight, mm-hmm. which is what temptation does. Mm-hmm. It's going to get you into some kind of struggle, some kind of tussle, some kind of fight that you shouldn't have been in because your ego got too big and won't and thought you could handle that situation. Um, That book, for me, Mm -hmm. is a must-read for a lot of Christians. Mm -hmm. And and not just Christians, Mm -hmm. because there are lessons in life that so many people can take away from that book. Yeah. Um, It's... yeah, very, very good book. I'm glad you recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. Very glad I read it. Um, people, if you, if, you, if you like a good, quick read mm-hmm. that will change your life and change your outlook, then um, what's it? The Manual of the Warrior of Light. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's yeah, the Yeah, Warrior of the Light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Warrior of the Light. Mm-hmm. So check the book out, read the book because it will be transformative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And like I said, it's by the same author that wrote The Alchemist. So if people familiar with The Alchemist, this is another book of his, Paulo Coelho. But yeah, it's, it's good. And I the audio book is good too because I listen to it when I go walk. And so it's so short that you could, you know, walk around in like an hour or so and listen to most of it. So, so yeah, that's a good piece. If you're mm-hmm. and you like to listen to books, then that's a good book to have on all of yeah. So, let's, so as we, as we wrap up this, mm-hmm. um, this, this topic of, uh, of temptation, mm-hmm. I, I'd said that there was a scripture that uh, we would we would come back to, and that was in Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 13. And it says, uh, the temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. Yep. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Mm-hmm. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Mm-hmm. So, as we said before, and that, that was the, you know, as I, when, I, when I rudely interrupted and said, <laughs> and said uh, we're not weak. Yeah. Um, I was alluding to this, to this scripture here that yeah. God is never going to allow any temptation that is bigger than your level of strength to come your way. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is, uh, I, I think you're going to like this one. <laughs> so, the, the, the only reason we lose the battle when it comes to a temptation mm-hmm. is not because the temptation was bigger than us, mm-hmm. but because we lack the self-confidence in our own ability mm. and we see we we don't see ourselves how God sees us. We haven't recognized our true potential. We 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 don't see who we are created to be. We don't see our our destiny in ourselves. And sometimes I guess falling victim to our temptation is part of our journey into eventually walking into who we are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But again, in the renewal of our minds, we should always come back to the to this scripture to remind ourselves that there is nothing out there that is too big for us to overcome because God will not allow that temptation to be bigger than what we can handle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess I'm going to add to what you <laughs> just said. So, so you were saying, you know, God, I would give us a way out. So you were saying, like, we don't see us, see ourselves the way God sees us. Well, he he gives you the answer to what he said is for, like, what's the way out in it. The way that we can get out of temptation or to, you know, that's the way that we can avoid temptation is God. Anytime that we lean into temptation, it's because we're not thinking about God at all. Right? So you think that every time you lean into your temptation, you didn't think anything about God. Nope. You were thinking about yourself <laughs> and what you were yep. up to and how you wanted to feel and whatever else. After you do the temptation, then you come back and think about So it's that we think about God. He's saying the way out is when you start to feel that fear, that's when you need to lean into him. Yeah. Way out of it. Because he's gonna remind you of who like you said, who you really are. So if you go too far into your temptation, your temptation, you're gonna forget about who you really are. And you gonna mm. see yourself through you know, like you get to a point, you stand, you do something, you feel real bad about it, you just feel dirty. It's like you like, I just feel bad. It's like yeah. it's like you try, you know, man, maybe I need to just hop in the shower and maybe I can just wipe myself down, clean myself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I still don't feel right. I still feel bad. And that's kinda how it is. And God's like, I know you don't feel like this. When you get to that point, lean on me, I can get you out. I can pull you yeah. out and go fully into it so you won't have to do that. So then you have to start that whole cycle over about weaning yourself off that temptation. Every time you fall back into it, now you got to go through a process of getting yourself back up to deal with the trigger that made you go into it. And it's a continuous thing. So that's why 
a lot of people just stop trying to not fall into temptation because there's so much work to do that. I'd rather just go ahead and lean all the way into my temptation because we keep doing this. You know, I keep doing the cycle. It's more and more energy that it takes. So I might as well just not even try to get out of it. I might as well just stay in because that's simple. And, and I know already I'm messed up, so I just want to stay here. I just deal with you. Because <laughs> the alternative no. is too much work for me. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's real. That is that is very real. I, I think everyone that has struggled with any temptation, um, you know, I think I've said it, um, I make no secret of it, that um, from a young, I mean, I think I was exposed to pornography at the age mm-hmm. of 11. Mm-hmm. Accident, and it was accidentally mm-hmm. and that that was the that was the worst step for me yeah knowing you play the moment back in your head mm-hmm. that i wish this i had never done this and i remember being 11 years old on my way back from school and i'm sitting on a bus and i see this magazine mm-hmm. Um, I see this magazine next to me on the bus and I pick it up and I see the cover and I'm like, whoa, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) What's that? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and I open it Mm -hmm. and that was it. Mm -hmm. Now at that point, the temptation, um, the temptation hit me. Yep. I had two choices. Mm-hmm. I could put that magazine back down mm-hmm. and walk away, saving myself from 20, 25 years of battling mm-hmm. back and forth with, um, with a problem. Mm-hmm. Or give in. Now, we all know how the story ends because mm-hmm. what well no we don't know how the story ends no 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 we're, we, we're not we're not going to do that so <laughs> we we um we know that i took the path of opening that magazine mm-hmm. and it led to a journey mm-hmm. where i had to then acknowledge that i had that that temptation had i'd watered the seed and it grew into a, a problem. Mm-hmm. It grew into a struggle. It grew into just moments of me feeling completely unworthy, mm-hmm. undeserving, mm-hmm. feeling dirty, feeling yeah. the, 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 the pain Mm-hmm. that comes with it, the shame that mm-hmm. comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's immeasurable. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an immeasurable pain and shame that comes with that. And you, um, you know, we, we go through that journey and I could have, I could have walked away from, from that pain 
mm-hmm. if I'd resisted that temptation. Now, all I had to do, as we said, is lean into God at that point. Mm-hmm. If I'd yeah. leaned in and said, and taken and remembered that, oh, no, no, my, my child, that is not what I want for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to have plenty of time mm-hmm. for all of that. Mm-hmm. When you when you get married, you're mm-hmm. gonna find you know as the Bible says, um, husbands take take um, was it find pleasure in in the in the wife of your youth. Or, mm-hmm. Basically, you know there will be plenty of time for you right. to enjoy all that I have for you mm-hmm. when the time is right. Don't let this open a door that is not ready to be opened. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's something that we, you know, for me, I'm happy to be transparent about because mm-hmm. I always believe that everything that we go through in life, we go through so we can help someone else. Yep. My advice to any young person that is, firstly, two things. Um, my advice to any young person that is tempted is lean on Christ, lean on God and don't don't fall victim to that temptation talk to someone, even even if it's not if, if you can't talk to your parents or to your youth group leaders or whatever, find a friend that you can Hold, what I did with, as I got older was I had an a- accountability partner, mm-hmm. someone who, who had also struggled. But, you know, if you are young and you are tempted, find someone that you can confide in that may be tempted as well and mm-hmm. hold each other accountable. There are mm-hmm. simple, practical things that you can do to, to help yourself there. And, you know, it's hot, especially in this digital age that we are in, it's a very hard thing to stay away from. The other side is, if you've already walked into that, please, please, please do not condemn yourself. Because God does not condemn you. Mm -hmm. God, God loves you. God still wants you. God still wants to use you. And God can still use you and if you allow him to, God will still use you. Mm-hmm. You know, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. That's what the Bible teaches us. Why? Because you are a product of grace. His grace can cover all things. And as you lean into God, and as you walk closer and closer and closer, it becomes easier when those temptations come back, it becomes easier to say no to the temptation. Because if you renew yourself and you constantly focus on the things of God, there is no room in your mind to allow time for the temptation to, to take hold. Uh, there was a, a simple thing I used to say to myself is, uh, when... Um, Whenever, whenever a temptation used to hit me, I used to say, I take this, I take this thought and I hold it subject to the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. I sub- or I submit this thought to Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And 
it sounds like a super spiritual thing to do, but it was just a practical. And there are, and you know, some of the, and I think we overcomplicate things of the spirit sometimes, but sometimes some of the simplest and most effective spiritual things we can do are just submitting things to, to the authority of Christ Jesus. If you submit a thought to the authority of Christ Jesus, you, the, the, I used to feel a peace and just feel that temptation go away. So, um, yeah, lean into God. Just as just as exactly how you said, said it, um, Terence, the way out that God has given you is for you to lean into him. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, I I don't think I can add anything to what you just said. <laughs> I think I think you you summarized perfectly. And I and it, the one thing you did say that I, I'm glad you did say that if you and that and it, not just in the area that you've been talking about like pornography and stuff. And that's that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I like that you said that if you are in that space and that is a temptation and you have, you know, kind of led into that, then don't condemn yourself. And I think that's important because too often that keeps us in the temptation. We condemn yeah. ourselves for, I, I, I know better for doing that. I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have watched that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have went there. I shouldn't have did that. And you condemn yourself, and then you then feel like, well, I don't have any motivation to do any better because yeah. I shouldn't have did that anyway. I know better. But we all have those points of time. Even if, like you were saying, you restrain or you kind of cut yourself off from doing certain things or it's not as habit as it used to be, sometimes, you know, we would get lax in our discipline and we'll get triggered and we'll fall into an old temptation that we we haven't even touched in years and we're like yeah why did i do that why did i do that you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah oh yeah i know better than doing that like this something years ago i shouldn't even like entertain it but like you said like you gotta give us grace for those things and he knows we're gonna continue to mess up we're gonna like we just all we're flawed people. So yeah. We live in the you know, we live in the flesh, so it's like we always gonna have those battles within ourselves. And that's the same thing for each one of us. That's why we have to take it as a grain of salt about how people treat us or react towards us because they have these battles within themselves. So yeah. a lot of times how people react towards us, it's not us. It's just things that they're dealing with. So you can't take things so personal because you don't know the Because you know how you have to struggle with yourself. <laughs> Just to yeah. halfway decent in a day and you know the things that you struggle with in time. So like that same grace that God gives us, sometimes we have to give that same grace to other people too. Um, yeah, definitely. Because, definitely. Because we just don't know. Not saying that you have to condone people, mm -hmm. but you have to give them grace that okay, I know that's not all you. There's some other stuff going on with you. Yeah, uh, and so I think I think.
say this is, but I think the man this game. Yeah, been a great conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely been a great conversation. <laughs> um, you, we've touched on future topics. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many topics just weaved into this that we yeah. can mm-hmm. we can spend hours on. Um, one mm-hmm. that just really popped into my mind off the back of this one was just, um, you know. God has already forgiven you. Mm-hmm. The problem isn't God forgiving you. The problem is you forgiving you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a, you know, and that is a topic in itself. Yep. yep, yep. So there are, there are so, this conversation has touched on so many levels. I'm mm-hmm. so glad we decided to have this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really hope that this has encouraged some people. It's really... Um, help some people that may be struggling with things. Mm-hmm. Um, as I will always say, um, as we said, the, the temptation is about, uh, the, the, the core of temptation is a distraction from your purpose. Mm-hmm. So for people, uh, and I'm doing, I'm doing the obligatory uh, plug here, but for people mm-hmm. struggling with their purpose, struggling to identify their purpose go and uh, get in touch with Terence book yourself a life excavation Mm -hmm. I've seen the feedback on um, I've seen the feedback on Facebook from people that have had sessions yeah Um, tune into the iProgress live Mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook Mm -hmm. it will you will not be disappointed um Definitely, definitely get in, you know, connect with with Terence and his team and get into what they're doing. Um, also, dig, have have a read of some of the blogs, and I am working on new material. It's, it's been a while since I, I've I've been posting. I'm trying to find my my routine again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thank God that we've got some consistency here on on, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to get back into my routine on the blogs. But get get you know, spend some time in some of the older blogs. Um, there are some interesting topics. Uh, definitely touch on the one about the the gospel of grace because um, that was what transformed my Christian walk. That's what transformed my relationship. That's what took me from religion to relationship. Mm-hmm when I understood grace. So I'm a big advocate of sharing the gospel of grace. I will always be a minister of the gospel of grace. I am not here to judge anyone Mm -hmm. um, because I have no authority to judge anyone. Mm -hmm. That power belongs only to God. And God is a God of love that looks upon you with grace. His judgment is not on you because everything was dealt with on the cross. So that should be a massive, massive indicator of the freedom um, and the joy that is in Christ. So I encourage you to visit the blogs, uh, www.dailyperspective.co.uk, have a read, um, get in touch with iProgress, reach out to Terence reach out to me i'm always 
happy to have conversations with people. Um, I'm one of those people that if you reach out to me, I respond. So, um, yeah, get in touch and live free. Live free of temptation. Um, live free of condemnation. And if you do fall, don't beat yourself up. Remember that you are a product of grace and his grace is sufficient to cover all things. So it's been a great episode. I want to thank Terence for joining me once again. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to what we got in store for you the next week. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you all for listening and uh, God bless and we'll catch you on the other side. All Peace. right.